0: Good morning and welcome to Driving Theology. Uh, I'm going to kind of break tradition. Before I get started, I need to look something up here. Uh, let's see. Huh, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. okay all right uh, so good morning. it is uh, one week before Christmas making I believe today the 18th of December. Uh, and uh, yeah I am on my way to the kindergarten. Teach with uh, a sleigh full of toys and goodies. Not really, but they're all. I do have candy. Uh, Today it's going to be my last day, my last class of the year. I'm at the kindergarten, so I'll do a little Christmas something something uh, for the students. Um, so I got a few things to share with them. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, this Advent week, uh, our theme is joy. Um, I think, I looked that up last night, I'm pretty sure today, or tomorrow, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about joy. The following week uh, will be uh, the last one, which will be peace, I think that's right. Oh, wait, no, this is the angel, this is peace. I think this, well, it could be joy. Oh, no, I don't remember. Let's say it's peace. Yeah, peace kind of works better for my, uh, theme today. So, uh, there's been something that, that has been going on in the news pretty much worldwide if it makes it here to Japan, uh, and it's not from Japan, then, you know, it's pretty much probably, uh. A big deal. Um, I'm sure all of you have heard um, of the person that I'm talking about uh, who is pretty much uh, in her own way shaking the foundations of the industrialized world. Um, and so I suppose uh, uh, today's title is going to be something like the more the, the more things change the more the more things change the more things stay the same I guess would be kind of my thing because I, I've, I've noticed um, some correlations um, that I think are interesting and that I think we can explore um, and yeah it, I think it's interesting, but this is why I want to talk it out, and this is why uh, I get to work things out with you guys. Things, you know, different ideas and things that I have. Um, um, but, but peace, right? And this idea of shalom, which is a, biblically speaking, is a is a Jewish idea of peace. It's not. It's not um, necessarily the same idea that that other countries have with peace, but the, the idea of shalom, uh, has to do not just with not fighting, uh, but actually living in harmony, right? Living in harmony, living in, uh, I, I would say, uh, a loving relationship with people, uh, not just tolerating, uh, and not just withholding violence, um but actually uh, engaging with, uh, on a benevolent level, um, with others. Uh, I think uh, God's word for peace would probably be reconciliation. I think that's the word um, that, that best describes uh, what God means by peace. And of course, the uh, peace on earth right, is, is the message that the angels brought uh, that Jesus's birth uh, was here to bring peace on earth, right? Peace on earth and goodwill toward men, right? Now I haven't looked at the translations to see if there's a better way to say that that, that is more modern. Um, I, I'm not even sure what goodwill toward men Means precisely, uh, if I were just to take that translation of it, "peace on earth" uh, means reconciliation and harmony on earth, right? And goodwill toward men. I would think, from God to man, is what we're talking about. That that God is has nothing but good intentions, uh, and and um, instead of judgment, it is bringing his. Reconciliation to all mankind, to the entire earth, and of course, this—the beginning of this process was the birth uh, of Christ in in the baby Jesus. Right? Jesus was born into Christ, <laughs> or or Christ. Sorry, Christ was born as Jesus um, in Bethlehem some two thousand years ago, uh, and. And this event, of course, was prophesied and and people, there were some people uh, both in Judea and outside of Judea who were looking forward to this event and waiting for this event to happen. Uh, and uh, we we remember uh, the wise men uh, who came from the East is about all we know, right? The wise men came from the East and they They were stargazers of some kind, uh, astrologers or astronomers, um, I can say. Uh, But somehow they they followed the stars and read the stars and had been expecting the stars to lead them uh, to um, the Messiah, right? Even though it seems they were not Jewish, they believed uh, in the prophecies in the Old Testament uh, and were, were looking for uh, and, and anticipating the birth of the Messiah uh, and the Star of Bethlehem is said to have led them to the city of Bethlehem where Jesus would be born. Uh, but they were a bit naive as well uh, because uh, they decided It would be best for them uh, to to, uh, go to King Herod first. This would be Herod the Great, the original Herod if I'm not mistaken. And let him know uh, that they followed the star uh, to uh, Bethlehem, which is just outside of Jerusalem, uh, to the place where the Messiah was to be born. And Herod basically um, got more information, all the information he could, from them, Uh, and then and then uh, you know thanked them for stopping by, sent them on their way, Uh, and then an angel, I believe, I have to reread the story. I believe an angel uh, warned. Oh, uh, what, okay, so what Herod wanted them to do is to come back and report, after they had met the Messiah, come back and report his whereabouts so that he could also go and worship the newborn king, right? Now remember, Herod the Great was uh, the authority in Judea um, under the Romans. He was not the final authority, but he was considered king, King Herod. Um, And so uh, they went and found Jesus, right, and worshipped him by giving him uh, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, is what we're told. But then they were warned by an angel not to tell Herod where Jesus was. And so they did not go back to Herod to tell him, uh, and they went uh, presumably on their way after having worshipped the Messiah. They went on their way uh, back to their homeland without telling Herod the precise location of Jesus. Well, Herod is pretty mad about this, and uh, eventually when they don't come back, he realizes that they have slipped by him, uh, and uh, he probably should have sent an envoy. He wasn't very smart. He probably should have sent somebody with them. Uh, but when he realizes this, he then sends out a decree uh, to kill uh, all male babies that were born within two years, I believe, right? That were that were about two years old. He decides to to kill. Um, And this was also prophesied uh, as well. Although we have, as far as I know, no records uh, outside of the biblical account, the New Testament account, um, that this massacre ever happened. Um, It wouldn't be the first time that an ancient Near East leader did something like that. So, So Herod knowing that he was not a true king of Israel because he did not come from the line of David uh, but was given the, the, the throne by uh, the Romans because of his uh, good relationship, I suppose, with, I believe, he had, a, he had a, a, a relationship with Caesar himself, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Augustus. Um, was given the throne of, of Judea, uh, he was threatened by this this baby born in Bethlehem. He was threatened by him. Right, His authority uh, would come under question uh, were this baby to live into his adulthood and make a claim on the throne because he did come from the line of David. Uh, not that many... People must have. There must have been many, many people from the from the line of David, uh, but somehow, I guess the uh, the wise men and their uh, uh, endorsement, perhaps, on this baby, uh, could have set things off balance, and he could have lost his throne. I suppose that's how he was looking at it. And what the birth of Jesus does is. Exposes the soft underbelly and the insecurities of those in power, right? This this birth of an innocent, innocent baby, right? Babies, I think everybody would agree, are innocent, at least when compared to us, adults. Uh, somehow, threw him in such a tizzy that he was he was fine with massacring. Uh, many baby boys um, just to make sure that he did not live into adulthood and challenge his throne. Um, and so the the uh, arrival of of this um, uh, prince, if you will, Jesus, uh being a baby would have been a prince in line for the throne in a sense or at least Herod thought he might be <clears throat> I'm not sure he would have been in any uh, you know human way I'm not sure how that would have worked out if Jesus was actually um, the direct a direct descendant that had a claim on the throne in a human way Sense in a in a in a law you know sense of law in a legal sense, Um, but anyway, this birth of a seemingly innocent baby rocked Herod to his core, to the point where he was willing to do something incredibly drastic um, to ensure that he stay on his throne, Uh, and. And Jesus, we know, after he became an adult, uh, Christians believe that indeed he did have the truth, that he was the way, the truth, and the life, that he not only uh, could have taken the throne from Herod, uh, he actually sits on the throne of the entire world, right? That, that he is God himself, God made flesh, uh, God living in a human body, um, and and uh, um, this is the event that we, I guess you could say, celebrate or commemorate on Christmas. Christmas Eve and Christmas was the birth of Jesus. Uh, and he was a threat to authority, right? Whether he, he was an actual threat to Herod or not is kind of immaterial. Herod perceived him as a threat and uh, acted um, in accordance with that perception, right? Acted accordingly. Fast forward 2,000 years and, and maybe many times since. I, I think you could make a case that Joan of Arc uh, was a similar person um, uh, since Jesus who who by her youth uh, and her committed um, uh, her, her commitment to her cause and her utter belief in, in, in the rightness of her cause uh, was able to do amazing things uh, in Europe um, All, all, all <laughs> although they were quite violent things I'm not sure I would I hope that Greta would never take that uh, path. Um, I don't think that's what she's after. Um, But she has a simple, a simple, understandable, um, obvious to most people with a brain message, and that is, uh, we have just one planet to live on. Uh, We have the ability to make good decisions on how... We take care of this planet. Uh, we are not always making good good decisions in that area, and we can do better, and we should, right? We should we should take better care of the environment, right? Our planet, the planet Earth. That's her simple message, as far as I can tell. Uh, but the arrival of Greta. Uh, probably in English we call her Thunberg, but it's probably Thunberg. Uh, The arrival of Greta has rocked authorities and authority figures of of some of the biggest industrialized nations to their core. And I mean the United States, Russia for sure, Brazil, uh, I would assume others right her her youthful innocence and her her youthful commitment to what she believes to be the truth uh she is uncompromising and she she says things as she sees them uh she's very direct and she's very brave uh, and she's just this normal 16-year-old that last year nobody had ever heard their na- her name, probably. But she is making waves in the world. Uh, and and the authorities, not unlike Herod, are trying to silence her. Now they're doing it in a much nicer way. They're not going out and killing everybody that looks like Greta, not yet. But I can tell by watching Greta that I think she fears for her life a little bit. I don't think she's very comfortable with her position. I think, I think she does have some fear that somebody may try to take her life, and I, I think it's probably a good fear. If you if you look at all other people who have uh, stood up against uh, the establishment, uh, uh, Martin Luther King comes to mind, uh, and others. Uh, People find a way to kill them and to silence them in that way. And I'd say it works sometimes and it doesn't work sometimes. Um, Thing is, you do this to Greta and there's an army of 16-year-old people probably ready and willing to just take her place. Um, But she has gotten the attention of some of the top leaders in the world. Uh, she's, I believe she has given a speech at the UN, um, uh, she, she gets tweeted at constantly by Trump. Um, and so she, she has gotten their attention, they don't like her, they're trying to silence her by telling her she better take a break, she better you know, just go be a normal 16 year old, Uh, we don't need you up in our business. It's kind of what they're telling her. Um, but she has proven to be hard to get rid of for them. Um, and I hope that stays the same because I see her message as one of truth. There are better things that we can do in the environment, right? Uh, just too much junk out there, right? So um, yeah, I, I see a correlation between Jesus and Greta Thunberg. Uh, Greta is a young innocent person who has come with a simple uh, message that for whatever reason, people at the top feel like it threatens their authority, uh, and they are going to do what they can to silence her. Um, hopefully they won't take drastic actions, and I pray that that God will protect her in that. And I, do, I also pray that her message will uh, also um, include uh, or be tampered by the gospel message, which is the, the message that Jesus brought. No, I don't think she's a messiah, per se. Although I think there have been messianic figures since Jesus. Uh, none have been the messiah. Um, but there have been people who have had an anointing uh, and and were born for such a time as this, right? Um, Greta is obviously one of them because she has, she is in the public eye for sure. Um, and I have to admit, I haven't read a whole lot about her yet. Excuse me. Uh, her news is kind of just reaching us here uh, in Japan. We're just kind of getting wind of her more or less the last couple months or so. Um, but uh, I would hope that there will be some influential world leaders out here that say, I want to listen to what you say, uh, and really hear what you're saying and hear the heart of what you're saying. Right? Just listen. Um, and then if, if you, after listening and, and contemplating and thinking about, uh, what you think that the youth are crying out for and and humbly disagreeing with and providing reasons for your disagreement, but nonetheless uh, dialoguing with, you know, talking to, dialoguing with, humbling yourself a bit, right, to talk to a sixteen-year-old. Uh, I think that would go a long ways to to bringing us to a better place. I, I have a feeling that Greta's message, though I think contains truth is not completely true. Uh, there there are probably some things that in her youth she has overlooked or she doesn't understand or doesn't know about. That's possible. But that's not the point. The point is she has she, she has a mirror. She is a mirror. Right? We're seeing who our leaders are through her face, right? Through their reactions, right? To to Greta, we're seeing who they really are. Uh, and this is a good thing, right? This is a good thing. It's exposing the weaknesses and the, the, the fallacies that exist in authority. Uh, and I think in this way, Greta is a wonderful uh, gift to mankind because it gives us uh, a sounding board. Or an echo, echo chamber is not the right word um, it, it, it gives us um, some information about who it is uh, that is in control of the governments right who, it, who, who they are who are in control of the governments I don't know how to say this grammatically correctly it's <laughs> kind of hard to say uh, but we find out you know, we we discover the character of those in power from their reactions to messages like Greta's, and I think this is a a good this is a gift for us, right? It's it's something we should know. Um, and for some, it just bolsters what we already knew about people like Trump, for example. And for some of us, maybe it maybe there will be some people who see his. Irrational uh, responses to this 16-year-old girl, uh, finally for what they are, uh, delusional, uh, and he's in denial about a lot of stuff. Um, And I think a lot of people who follow him are. At least that's how I feel right now. Um, There may be one day that I can look back on the Trump, uh, I almost said pregnancy, the Trump presidency. Uh, and and see something positive that came from it. I'm sure I will, and and I hope that happens. Um, I'll tell you right now. I can't see how in the world that would be uh, something positive that Trump did, um, per se. Uh, but uh, but I do believe in general the world is going forward, and and so something good will come of this. Uh, presidency. No, nothing good would ever come of his pregnancy, for sure. <laughs> but maybe, maybe something good could could come of his presidency. Uh, I hope and pray that that's the case, um, for sure. Um. Yeah. So this this Christmas season, I'm kind of uh, mindful of of the impact that Jesus had on the world when he. Uh, came into it and I'm seeing kind of a similar um, dynamic uh, with uh, Greta uh, Thunberg and and, uh, there's probably been some others. Uh, Yeah, like I said, Joan of Arc came to mind, I'm I'm trying to think of other youthful leaders since the time of Christ, there have been some before the time of Christ, but youthful leaders since the time of Christ who came up and kind of shook up the world, right? trying to think of what that might have been in a, in a spiritual sense I think, I think Jesus um, did bring uh, principalities and powers uh, both on the earth and in the heavenly realms to account uh, by his cross Right. And of course the birth his birth on earth is the beginning of, of the path to the cross at least in a, in a physical sense in a spiritual sense, he—he's always been on the cross. Jesus is uh, God, if you will, or, or the Christ has always been on the cross. That's his his character. He, he's uh, sacrificial, right? Um, he, he gives of himself for the better of others. That's just who God is. That's that's the character of Christ Himself. Um, and Greta Thunberg is is sacrificing a lot, you know. She's, she's giving up a lot of uh, normal 16-year-old uh, life and, and joy and, and you know, uh, the end of her childhood. She's, in a lot of ways, giving up to get this message out there. Um, and it looks like she, she will stand to make a little money from it. It looks like she has some, some uh, supporters uh, who, who want to uh, stand behind her and with her. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being one. Um, and I'm sure there are others, too. Um, wow, it's really windy here. Just noticing the wind. Gonna fight in the wind. <laughs> um, yeah. So as we, you know, think about Jesus when he came into the world and and uh, what that meant to uh, the powers that be um, I think we can we can also see correlations in other places um, and and I think we can root for Greta I think it's okay I think I think you know a child uh, in their innocence uh, is probably one of the best, one of the best um, voices to put truth into the world, perhaps, you know, innocence um, and dare I say poverty. I don't think Greta is necessarily poor, uh, but innocence uh, and unworldliness, I guess, uh, lends a lot of credence to to people's message, right? this is why Jesus' message was so pertinent you know somebody without sin um telling you that your sins are forgiven um yeah I mean that's that's a great thing right That's it's believable because it comes from a person who um we have no evidence of him ever being uh, false or duplicitous or or selfish or you know whatever um so, yeah, anyway, I think I'm going to leave it there. Um, unfortunately, peace uh, in this broken world is not brought without conflict. I pray that it's not violent conflict. I believe that um, violence, whether it's, you know, with just words or or uh, actual physical violence is is not helpful, that it can never bring true peace. Uh, But I do pray that uh, reconciliation uh, through Greta and through others like her, uh, even in some small way, uh, is achieved uh, through their message and their willingness to bravely uh, speak truth to power. Um, Something that Jesus did, something that the apostles did, something that Paul and Peter uh, did, something that Martin Luther King did, something that Martin Luther did. Um, and many many people uh, since and I think Greta is now one of those people who has stood up and spoken truth to power and power never likes it uh, they never like it so yeah um yeah I, I think I think that's one of the the messages of Christmas believe it or not Uh, Jesus' truth to power needs to be out there. It needs to be spoken. It needs to be preached. It needs to be believed and and embraced. Uh, And in this way, um, peace will be brought to the world. Reconciliation. Bye-bye.